That's Lit with me, Shazzy D, here on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, I have got a very special guest with me in the studio today, Jedi Karanja. Jedi, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Now, Jedi, yeah. you have written a book. Mm-hmm. You've written two, in fact. <laughs> yes. But let's start with the first one. <laughs> yeah. You've written a book called My Language, My Experience. That's right. Can you tell us what that's about? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. Um, so My Language, My Experience is, uh, is a beautiful book uh, for children. And um, my sponsors and uh, my champions actually say that it's not a book for children. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Because... Because it is teaching the adults a language that they have probably not engaged with. Mm-hmm. So um, the book uh, by the title uh, tells a story. It's about how your language actually determines your experience. So um, if you say you are beautiful, you suddenly begin to experience the beauty because what you see is the beauty. So uh, what you focus on is what you get. So uh, you use a positive word, then um, you get the experience of that positive word. So uh, the book actually is about uh, teaching children positive, empowering uh, language that Mm. they can then begin to use in their everyday life. So it is super simplified to suit uh, children. Um, The book taps into... um, our experiences in Kenya, that's where... Was that where it's said? Dra- yes, that's correct. That's where the drama is happening mm-hmm. in Kenya. And it was actually motivated by our holiday experience in 2017. Oh, okay. So... Um, we arrived in Kenya mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Raphael meets his cousins, uh, Tiffany um, and the rest of them for the first time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is this in the book? That the, It truly is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he's experiencing a new language, a new culture, a new everything. And initially he's like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't understand a thing. They don't talk properly, etc., etc. And then suddenly he realizes, oh, actually, it's not about they don't talk properly. They speak a different language to the language that you speak. Uh-huh. Um, saying that, um, the book really doesn't focus on that language as we know it. So, for example, teaching Kikuyu, which is my language mm-hmm. um, or um, my original language. Yeah, from Kenya. Um, yes, that's correct. Uh, but about teaching how our choice of words, our choice of language actually determines our own experiences. That is excellent. Mm. So... Is that so for you yourself traveling back to Kenya? Was that the catalyst for this story? Was that how how it all started? It it, it really wasn't the catalyst, but it has been woven in. Mm -hmm. So um, I had started studying coaching six months or so, about eight months before we went to Kenya. So we Mm -hmm. went to Kenya in December 2017. And... um, through coaching, I had heard a lot of stories from people that I was coaching about um, what is happening to them today. But when we go back to where that originated, um, it all originated from their formation years, which is the three for some people to eight. Mm. So, um, and a lot of it was around how people felt they were not good enough or they were not loved or whatever situations that they experienced as children. And uh, that has formed them because of the meaning that they have associated 
to those experiences. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, I always felt almost like a burden to help parents and children actually begin to have new interpretations. And you can only have a new interpretation when you have a concept, an understanding of something. So um, when a parent uh, talks to a child, they need to understand that the child is going to interpret that to mean something. Um, And so it is bringing in all those experiences to help parents to do better but mostly to empower the children because I have a small child and I wanted him to grow up knowing that 100% he is loved. Mm-hmm. 100% it doesn't matter where he lives in the world. He belongs to this universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't need to feel different whether he looks different or not. We all do look different, sound different, etc., etc. We have all had different experiences, but for him to grow up knowing that he is good enough, which is one of the biggest problems that human beings, at least from the experiences I've had through coaching and even looking back in my own life, is a big challenge. People thinking they're not good enough. People thinking they don't belong. We all belong as human race. We belong, you know, like we belong to the human race. We um, we are good enough. We are, We don't have to be the same. We don't have to have... Um, the same color or have the same capabilities or have the same type of thinking, et cetera, et cetera. But we are human beings and we are good enough for something. We're just going to have to find that thing and stick with it and let that be our passion and live by it. That is such a great message. And I can see why this wouldn't necessarily just be a children's book. That's so. Great. Like adults, parents can also learn from it as well. Yeah. What kind of response have you had from people who have read it, have experienced it, read through the book? What have they said to you about the book? Yes, uh, that, that's that's a great question. And um, I I remember one person who came to me and said, I didn't initially engage with the book because I didn't have the book, but I saw your video. And um, it is the thinking that... My child is good enough. My child has been pulled down by the grandmother, by whomever else. Or you'll never be good at this. You'll never do this. You, you know, you are this. You know, the adult actually trying to impress their own thinking on a child mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. letting the child be the child and find their own way and be their own person and thrive and grow and just see possibilities and opportunities rather than the limited um, uh, career or, or capability that a parent may think that that person yeah. may be and um, she thought this is what I want to buy and I, I don't want to buy it for my daughter only mm-hmm. but for the grandmother because I want the grandmother to know that my child is good enough and I didn't say it you said it so <laughs> So now that's two people who will get something more from this book. How great. That, yes, that that's correct. And uh, there has been numerous feedback, particularly around um, even just having people who look different in a book. So mm. uh, Raphael is a mixed-race child, not that it matters. And Tiffany is, is an African child with same skin tone as myself, not that it matters. But... Um, one person did say to me at the book launch, do you know what you have done? And I was like, what do you mean? What mm-hmm. have I done? Mm-hmm. And she said, it's just having to see people who look different in a book. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my daughter 
her daughter, mm. uh, wanted to um, understand why isn't my hair the same as for the doll that we've got at home? Mm-hmm. So, and is it okay to have kinky hair? Mm-hmm. Is it okay to have silky hair? Is it okay to have whatever color of hair? Mm-hmm. It is okay. Everything is good enough. And when children grow up knowing that we are all looking different, mm-hmm. but we are actually the same, mm-hmm. <laughs> it says that we are human beings. Mm-hmm. And uh, to know that, um, you know, genetic makeup does have a role, but in the end, you are good enough, whatever mm-hmm. hair you've got, whatever skin color you've got, whatever it is. So it brought a very different um, conversation to what this book was, you know, what I had in mind. Yeah. In fact, the the main reason why I actually did the book when I mm-hmm. did it is because when I went to Kenya, my brother, whom I didn't give a lot of credit to, mm-hmm. uh, said to me in a conversation, if mm-hmm. you carry on like this, you mm-hmm. will never achieve anything. So um, I left Kenya thinking, I really have to go and write that book because mm-hmm. I have always talked about writing a book mm-hmm. and never doing it. I'll write a Swahili book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know enough Swahili. You know, limiting beliefs, li- you know, uh, uh, the way we limit our mind. And uh, I came and, and did write the book. And, you know, I, I found a publisher and the book is done. And, you know, the rest is celebration. Excellent. Yeah. And I think we were talking before this. uh, You said something about um, we all have a book inside of us. Yes, we do. We do. We do. You have one now (laughs) outside (laughs) in the flesh. That's correct. And and I think there is a lot to say about that. Um, I remember when I showed this book to uh, one of the uh, primary uh, education providers. And um, that's where my son used to go to school. And she said to me, I cannot believe you. You actually produced a book before me. Shorted, and I suppose that's the challenge for every person who um sits there thinking, "I'm gonna do this, mm. I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna mm. do it," but actually never do it. Mm-hmm. What's actually stopping you? It's it's yourself. It's 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 not anything else. You can do it. If Jenny can do it, anybody else can do it. And I know people might think it's just something that people do say, but just think about it. You know, I've grown up in Kenya, Mm -hmm. migrated to Australia uh, when I was 30 Mm -hmm. um, with very limited language skills in terms of the English Mm -hmm. language, with very limited education. And I have written a book, Mm -hmm. a good book Mm -hmm. that is being read across the globe. Mm -hmm. So what's your excuse? Mm -hmm. You know, you you can do it. You can do it. Just get on with it. (laughs) (laughs) You've also written another book. Yes. And this one, what's this one called? My Little... Tiger is ready for school. That's right. What's that one about? So this little book, um, little because it is only 25 pages, (laughs) 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 was truly a celebration of Raphael finishing preschool. I know, the sort of things that parents do. Yes, we write a book to just celebrate a child. But it is a celebration of children, Mm. you know, um, when in the years before um, joining uh, kindergarten, there, there has been a lot of talk around mm. are children ready to go to school? Mm. What does it actually take to be ready to go to school? And you can hear from nearly every parent the struggle, the stress, the worry about whether their children will be ready to go to school. Mm. You know, they must know how to tie their shoelaces. They must know how to feed themselves. They must know how to wipe their bottoms, etc., etc. Mm. 
they must know how to do whatever you know and and the worry is is concerning and and the number of programs there are out there trying to teach children to be a particular person mm. because um you need to have certain capabilities and I have nothing against capabilities really you know uh, I'm all about professional development or development of children and everybody but um when do we actually get to learn and accept that our children are good enough and not put them mm-hmm. under immense pressure to be a particular model that we have in mind. Mm-hmm. So this book is about children enjoying every moment, every experience without the parent necessarily pressuring the child to be a particular person or a particular model. You mm-hmm. can do cutting without having to worry too much about where you were and you know when you did it, etc. Et because when they are ready... They do it. Mm-hmm. So they do it. This is mo- also exploring kind of allowing the child to be who they yes. are. Yes. Allow mm-hmm. the child to be without interference. Mm-hmm. And we are very good as adults in, a, in interfering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Time we stopped. Jenny said so. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. <laughs> now, Jenny, what is your favorite book? Do you have a favorite book? I don't know I have a favorite book mm-hmm. because uh, there are very many powerful books that mm. have been written uh, that are out there doing uh, amazing and talking about amazing things, mm-hmm. really. Uh, you just have to look at the, the likes of uh, Tony Robbins' books. Mm. Um, you know, um, Michelle Obama has recently published yeah. a very powerful book. Yes. Um, Lisa Nichols has re- written a very powerful book on abundance. So th- there are many. Um, but there is one book mm. that um, I keep reading and rereading and going back to. Um, it's an old book. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Let's hear it. And, and, and really, that's the, the Think and Grow Rich. Um, and the reason why I keep going back to that book, surprise, surprise, I've gone back to it now in my 40s and, and having read all the other books that I have read, is because it talks to the human spirit and human ability. Mm-hmm. Think, so it's not, think and Grow Rich. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it was written by Napoleon Hill many years ago many mm-hmm. way before we were born and <laughs> and uh, obviously you have to be very careful when reading these types of books because mm. they were written when the world belonged to men so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's written in terms of 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 a man um a man's view of the world mm. and probably uh talking to another man rather than talking to the universe mm-hmm. but in your sense when you remove the he mm-hmm. you see the book as we mm-hmm. or they then it they become very useful books to read mm. um and um it talks about ability it talks about effort it talks about perseverance mm-hmm. it talks about everybody having the same capabilities the mm-hmm. same opportunities if only we can tap into the one thing that we all have in common and that is our mind mm. and focus our mind in the way that we want it to be. You know, where do you want to go? You just need to tap into your mind. Where do you want to go? You know, wh- wh- what evidence is there that you can do it? You just need to go back to history and see what others have done. Mm. And that is what that book is about. It provides numerous examples of where people have actually gone out of their way, put in the necessary effort, 
persevered, they have failed, they have bounced back, they have done everything they needed to do and been very successful. True stories. Mm-hmm. And so um, you see those themes across coaching, across books, educational books, you see those themes across, you know, whatever book, even the Bible really, um, of people's ability, human spirit, uh, and, and just being able to follow a particular path and knowing that it's been done before, mm-hmm. you can do it too. Yeah. So it's it, 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 if I were to choose a favorite, probably that one would be. Sounds like a good book. Mm, and, it really and I is. do like that idea of like, well, learning from other people and also their mistakes. I That's think correct. when people say, oh, no, I tried doing it this way, but that didn't really work for yeah. me. And I kind of tried that way. So yeah. you can kind of find your way amidst other people's that is correct. ways. That is correct. Mm. And, and it helps you to feel that you're a real human being, you mm. know, like... Um, it's it's not I, I I you know you, you are imperfect. Everybody else is imperfect, but we rise. You know, we learn through our mistakes. We mm-hmm. grow. We we become better, and that is what other people have had to do in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they they talk about people who have failed up to ten thousand times. Mm. You know, and and bounce back from that and actually produce something that we use today. So um, there's there's a lot of evidence in that book about how um, it's never the end. It's okay you failed. Just wake up, dust yourself off, and, and keep go going. Again. That's correct. Now, Jenny, what is next for you? More books? <laughs> Certainly, there will be books in the future. Mm. Uh, Raphael started writing a book um, last November. Wait, uh, this is December. Your yeah, what? he he cannot stand having my names on two books <laughs> and not his. So when the second book arrived, mm. he literally opened the box mm. and then threw it up in the air, furious, uh-uh. because he said, "How come my name is not on it?" <laughs> So, <laughs> I said to him, Raphael, you cannot have your name on a book unless you have actually written a book. Hmm. So, he said, can I write a book? Of course you can. Oh How do you write God. a book? You just tell your story. Hmm. What's your story? I want to write about Mr. Maker. No. Oh, what about Mr. Maker? About his adventures across the world. And I said to him, okay, you got to write your own story. You can write about Mr. Maker, but you got to write your own story. Mm. So um, he's gone up to page seven. Yes. Which is good. Yeah. But it's not probably the best story he could write. And so I'm having a conversation with him mm. around enlisting other children to help him to write his book. Oh, like a collaborative. That's correct. So he doesn't have to write stories based on Google, but stories based on what people have experienced. Mm -hmm. So get 10 children, Mm -hmm. get 26 children. You normally need to have 26 pages in a book. Mm -hmm. Good plan. (laughs) For the the children's book to be published, it needs to be 26 pages. So um, get 12 children who can tell their stories mm-hmm. and give you pictures and make a story. So, but I, I couldn't possibly write a book before he has finished his book because he's very keen mm. on getting his name on a book. Mm-hmm. 
That sounds like it's going to be a big project. Yeah, but I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not impossible. It's not Never impossible. say never. Exactly. It's going to happen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, in terms of me, uh, I have recently started my own coaching practice. Oh, cool. And uh, so I am busy building marketing and everything else in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am very keen to get into business and, and start delivering and, and uh, sharing the amazing stuff that I have learned over the last two years plus in terms of coaching and empowering people. Mm. Um, I am all about advancing other people because when you have something that you know can be of value to somebody else, the only way to make it sustainable is by sharing it with another person. And then when we share it with another person, it grows and it becomes more. Just like a seed. So until you plant a seed on good grounds, that seed is just the one seed. But when you go and plant it in good conditions, the seed grows, it multiplies, it becomes more. And, you know, that's what we want. Um, We want our people to grow. We want Australians to grow. We want the human race to grow. And it is the nature of human beings to want to grow, to expand, to become more. And so I have a lot of um, content a lot of love, a lot of passion, and I am best when I'm sharing it with others, and that's what I want to be able to go out and do. That is absolutely wonderful. Jenny, thank you so (laughs) much for coming in and for sharing your life, your story with me today and with everyone today. (laughs) Thank you. I am blessed to have been in your studio. (laughs) And if you want to follow on, see where Jenny's at, find out more. First, go to her Facebook page. Yes. And it's Kids Love Learning. Kids that Love is Learning. Correct. That's yes. it. Yes. <laughs>